Hello and welcome to the Conscious Health and Life podcast. I'm your host, Ellen Louise, naturopath, and my aim for this podcast is to open your mind and help you to be empowered with your health. I interview experts in their field to discuss everything and anything health-related, mind, body, and spirit. I'm so happy to have you here. Let's get started. Hey there, and welcome back to the Conscious Health and Life podcast for season two. I am super stoked to be here and we've got an amazing lineup of some guest speakers and also some topics that I will be covering solo in this season, which I'm very excited to do. So today we're going to first start off with talking about pathology and pathology as viewed in the eyes of a naturopath. So I'm really excited to chat about this one today because it is such an important one that I talk about with clients almost every single day. Um, And it's something that I feel like doesn't get explained properly. So the way that I do blood pathology and the way a lot of my naturopath colleagues do blood pathology can be quite different to the way that your GP may look at it. And what I want to discuss today is why that actually is. Um, why do we look at these things differently? And how? what benefit does that have for our clients as well? So I'd love for you to raise your hand in your brain if you've been told we did your blood tests and everything came back normal. Meanwhile, you're sitting there with your eyes hanging out of your head, so tired you could barely wake up, or digestive issues coming out of your ears, hormonal problems every single month where you feel like you're crazy. And then when you just get told that your blood tests are all normal and, you know, see you in the next year, um, you're just left with nothing, you know, no answers, no further investigations. And that's where we really need to look carefully at the blood test to see what is actually going on. So every body is unique. Every single body is unique. And we need to be looking at the whole picture rather than just looking at these tiny snapshots in time of what the blood pathology is saying. And also just looking at the blood pathology separate. You know, every marker is separate. The iron markers are on one page. The thyroid markers are on the next page. But usually what happens is that no one is putting together the pieces of these puzzles. And so we know that as a holistic, whole person, everything is connected and everything is linked, whether that is nutrients, vitamins, minerals, hormones, organs, everything is connected. So if we are to just look at one particular hormone or nutrient separately, it just doesn't work like that. So that's where we need to look at things and put our detective hats on to put all of these things together for you. 
So when I'm looking at someone's blood test results, there's many factors that play into it, but specifically let's start with looking at reference ranges. So reference ranges do uh, change from lab to lab. So it is important that for one, if we are comparing blood test results, we need to make sure that we're looking at the reference ranges according to different labs. For example, some labs will say that zinc should be between 10 and 20. The next lab will say it should be between 8 and 25, for example. So we need to think about what is optimal ranges in there though, and how do they actually come up with reference ranges? So one of the factors of how reference ranges are actually created is that reference ranges are based on the average value or amount that is found across the board of people getting that test done. So why is this a downfall, in my opinion, is that we are not sending every single person in for a vitamin D test. Who's getting those tests done? People that we think may have a vitamin D deficiency. So this is already biased towards the the average amount of people getting that test done is already biased towards those people being potentially deficient. So this is where we need to look at optimal ranges and not just look at the reference ranges. So for example, if we're thinking about your iron levels, if we're looking at your ferritin, which is the stored iron, we the reference range generally in Australia, the reference range is about 30 to 200, sometimes even 300. But what the optimal range is there, you know, if you were to um, go to your GP and get your ferritin levels tested and your levels are 31, it won't come up as red, it won't come up as bold, it won't come up as anything outstanding um, on the actual uh software that's used to view these types of medical records. So when we're looking at these holistically, we need to have a look at what the actual optimal range is. So when I'm looking at ferritin levels, I want my client's levels to be between 80 and 110. So this is a really standard range that we can that we can get the levels up to. Um, I do think that anything over that uh, can sometimes can sometimes indicate infection, can sometimes indicate other types of things going on in the body. So it's not just about having too low iron, it's also about having too much iron, which can be genetic um, factors as well in there. So how do we actually know all of these reference ranges? Um, and that is by doing further research myself, um, doing extra training, researching these things, noticing patterns in my clients as well, and putting together that data. So if this is something that you're interested in, I do have a free download on my website that I'll link in the show notes actually. And it has a whole list of optimal reference ranges for different types of nutrients and hormones. Leading on to that, so this, you know, that stuff that I was talking about just then with the iron, this is relevant for a lot of different nutrients like zinc, selenium, 
iodine, vitamin D, like I said as well, all of these have optimal ranges in in my um, clinic and the way that I treat. And when we're also looking at hormones, this is another really important one that gets missed so much. So when we're looking at hormone testing, there are very specific things that we need to do for hormone testing. For example, getting it, getting your hormone testing done at the right time of the month. So if you've had a practitioner who said to you, it doesn't matter what time of the month you get your hormones tested, this is very incorrect um, based on most hormones that you'll get tested, specifically sex hormones like your estrogen, your progesterone, testosterone, LH, FSH, these types of ones, very, very important to get them tested at a specific time of the month. Um, how do we how do we actually figure that out? So the best time to get these types of hormone tests done can either be day three. So some of them are best to get tested on day three, some of them are best to get tested on day 21. But not everyone has a normal 30-day cycle. So those ones are not even relevant for every single person either. So that's where we need to look at the individual and figure out what really is the best way um, to move forward with the hormone testing. So say that someone has a longer cycle, say a 40-day cycle. If we test on day 21, that's basically like mid-cycle for them, which is definitely not the spot in the cycle that we want to get tested. So how do we work it out? We need to work out when the person is ovulating and getting the hormone testing done approximately seven days post-ovulation is the best time around for that time to test things like the progesterone, for example. So this is another downfall, you know, you might've been researching, you might've figured out that it was day 21 to get things tested, but that is only for a person who has a normal 28 day, 30 day cycle and who ovulates on day 14, which if you've listened to any of my podcasts or watched any of my things online before, you know that ovulation does not occur on the same day for every single person every month. So it's something like under 15% of people actually ovulate on day 14, which is what all of the algorithms of period tracking apps generally tell us. So there, I have done an episode previously with one of the beautiful ladies from TempDrop, which is the ovulation tracker that I recommend and that I use a lot with my clients. And this is really the gold standard way of us to figure out when you're ovulating to be able to get the right timing for the hormone testing to be done accurately. Because, you know, when you're, if you are paying out of pocket for these tests, um, we want to make the most of it. We don't want to be testing on the completely wrong day. And then I look at the bloods and I'm like, what? This can't be day 21. It doesn't make sense. So that's where we just need to be specific about these things. And that's why me getting to know your cycle and you getting to know your cycle, of course, the most important part um, is what can really help us to transform getting these results at the right time of the cycle. And yeah, being able to get the right, get the right answers for you. Because if we're testing on a random day 21, 12, um, when you ovulate usually on day 16, um, 
it's just not going to actually tell us anything. It's going to tell us um, completely wrong answers. So that's a really, really important one that I um, look for. And there's also a lot more optimal ranges for these blood tests um, that I go by as well. So if you have had hormone testing done and nothing is coming up bold or red or out of range, it might be worthwhile looking into that a little bit more if you do think that there are hormonal imbalances going on. Because usually the um, pathology labs do not actually calculate any of these levels based on where you're at in your cycle. And that is up to the practitioner to be able to read the hormones properly and interpret them properly based on your cycle. So what I find with a lot of my clients who come to me with hormonal issues, which is like 90% of my clients, um, is that these hormone tests that have been done previously weren't done at the right time of the cycle or were incorrectly interpreted. So really, really important one to get done and to look into a little bit more if you are struggling with that. And this is the same, you know, when we're looking at thyroid results, there's very specific optimal ranges there with the thyroid and um, remembering that it is individual. It does need to be looked at as the whole person. So when I'm looking at thyroid results, I'm also factoring in what your insulin levels are, what your estrogen levels are, um, what your iron levels are, what your iodine levels are. So it's super important to get all of these done as well so that we can have, yeah, a really good overview of what's actually going on in the body. Because, you know, just like a puzzle, if we have five pieces missing, um, we're not able to complete that puzzle. And that's the same for the, for the health, for the overall health is to get all of that information. And so, you know, there are lots of different types of hormone testing that you can do, saliva testing, urine testing, which are all great for different types of circumstances. Um, But for people who are wanting to get some affordable and easy hormone testing done, if you have someone who can interpret the hormone tests properly, um, the blood testing can be quite fine to do. And I do get quite a lot of information of that when we do it at the right time of the cycle and are able to interpret it properly. And remembering that, you know, there can be hormonal imbalances going on. If there's nutrient deficiencies going on, this could be causing the hormonal imbalances as well. So that's why it's really important to remember that everything is connected and looking at the whole picture is the way that we can move forward with the health. And so another type of pathology test that I do really commonly after doing bloods for nutrients and hormone testing is looking at doing gut microbiome testing. So this is something that I do with a lot of my clients, even if they're not coming to me with digestive issues per se. Um, So this is important because you absorb a lot of your nutrients via the gut. So if the gut health is not right, this could actually be the cause of things like iron deficiency, zinc deficiency, and hormonal imbalances due to those deficiencies. So I did do an episode as well with the beautiful Rebecca from Activated Probiotics all about iron and we 
totally geek out on it and it is a really good conversation. So I would highly recommend um, listening to that one as well to learn more about why gut health helps with iron absorption so much. So other things that the gut microbiome helps with is your estrogen metabolism. So this is actually a marker that we can look at in gut microbiome testing. There are specific markers that tell us if the body is metabolizing estrogen out of the gut properly. And so in layman's terms, it literally means you poop out your estrogen. So if you struggle with constipation, um, if you struggle with other types of digestive issues that could be seriously affecting your estrogen levels, which in turn, as we've already mentioned before today, how your estrogen is connected with so many other hormones in the body. If the estrogen is imbalanced, if the estrogen is high, that can throw out the levels of your testosterone, can throw out the levels of your progesterone, can throw out the levels of your thyroid as well. So this is a really important one to look at with the gut microbiome testing. Plus, when we look at your gut testing, we can also see any overgrowths of bacteria, yeast, parasites, all of these types of imbalances that can go on in the gut that can cause symptoms itself, you know, things to do with digestion, brain fog, headaches, body pain, all of these things, but it can also lead to those nutrient deficiencies as well. And that's because just like your hormones are all connected, so is all of your gut bugs. So in the testing for the gut microbiome, uh, we can also see what's going on with a lot of your good bacteria in your gut. And all of those good bacteria all have different roles in the body, whether it is to help with your iron absorption, whether it is to help with other nutrient absorptions, whether it's to help with your immune system, your estrogen, so many other things. There's literally trillions of bacteria in there. Um, and in this test, we can, yeah, definitely check out what's going on with a lot of those good bacteria. Um, we can see any inflammation in the gut. We can look at leaky gut as if, there is, if there's any absorption issues. Um, so many markers that we can look at, which I totally nerd out on. And um, so do a lot of my clients actually, because, you know, doing all of this testing um, can be really empowering for people because when you've been going through health issues for a long time and have been told, yeah, your bloods are all normal, see you in a year, see you later. Um, there's nothing wrong, nothing more I can do. And yet you're sitting there with a whole list of health issues that haven't been solved. Seeing all of this information with gut microbiome testing, hormones, nutrient testing can be really empowering because it tells you like, I'm not crazy, but there is something wrong. There is something that we can fix. And this can bring a lot of clarity, a lot of calm to the body to be able to know that, yeah, I, I trust what I'm feeling. These symptoms are telling me something. And that's always something I recommend to um, keep telling your body for my clients is that symptoms is your body reaching out and asking for help. Symptoms don't happen for no reason. And there's always a reason behind 
why you're feeling a certain way. So it's important to investigate this in the best way possible. You know, I always like to tell my clients as well that I would not get things tested for you if it's not going to change the way that I treat. So, you know, there's a lot of... um, There can be a lot of talk about, you know, so many tests that naturopaths do. Um, But in my opinion, when I prescribe testing for, for my patients, it's all to investigate further to figure out what's actually going on at the root cause. And, you know, usually it's not just one thing. Usually there's a bit of a um, multitude of things going on in the body And we need to look into that further. You know, if someone's experiencing fatigue, heavy periods, um, sleeplessness, we might find that there's uh, an iron deficiency, but we don't want to be treating that with Band-Aid treatment. We don't want to be uh, just on an iron supplement forever. You know, we actually want to be fixing the root cause and figuring out why the iron is low in the first place. So that's kind of what we need to look at with hormone testing as well. Hormones don't go out of balance for no reason. Um, There's always a reason. We can test what's going on with your cortisol, which is your stress hormone. We can test what's going on with your B vitamins, with magnesium, iodine, like I've said before, selenium, zinc. These ones are all super important for that. And then, of course, you know, thinking about and taking a good case history is something that I um, really like to do and spend a lot of time with my new clients talking about many different avenues of their health, things that you might not think are related, um, but they are. For example, a really good one that always gets people is when I start asking if they have any sinus problems when they're coming to me with period issues. And usually it's that, yeah, I am just always congested in my sinuses. I get sinus headaches. I have a post-nasal drip. Sometimes I breathe through my mouth at nighttime. And this is a really interesting one because when there is histamine issues, hay fever, sinus problems, histamine is something that can be linked with high estrogen. So that's why we need to talk about all of these different avenues of health and all of these different systems in the body, because if we're missing that whole histamine problem and we're just going in with, you know, estrogen clearing herbs, we're working on boosting progesterone, we're supporting the gut. But if we're not actually working on the histamine problems, then that could cause the person to, you know, get better initially and then plateau. And then we're not getting results after that. So that's why I like to do a really good case history at the start of consults, but also to do really comprehensive types of tests as well so that we can really get to the bottom of things and, you know, just to really be able to um, figure out what's going on for the person. Because, you know, like I said at the start, everyone is a unique individual and we also all have our own constitutions. So, you know, for someone who 
runs around, works full time, has three kids, does hobbies on the weekend, um, keeps the house clean, all of these things. Um, someone, who, you know, that person might have low iron, but just doesn't feel it. And they just troop on, get through the day, push through. They might get sick as soon as they go on holidays. But then the next person who also has low iron may be so debilitated that they can't work anymore. And this is really the polarity that I see in a lot of clients that some people don't realize how deficient they are or how much these things are affecting them until they actually stop and they just crash and burn and get that adrenal fatigue, the adrenal burnout. And that's where we really need to look at the person's constitution and understand the person on an individual type of level. So I hope this has helped you understand a little bit more about uh, pathology testing, looking at nutrient tests, hormone tests, um, looking at gut microbiome testing, and just how we can really figure out what is best for you as an individual. And, you know, if you have been told that everything looks fine on your tests, but you're not feeling fine, just know that there are avenues that we can go down that is going to investigate further to get to the bottom of what is going on for you. And even just looking over previous blood tests can generally tell us a lot of information as well. So if that's something you're interested in looking into more, like I said at the start, I do have a free uh, optimal pathology ranges download that I'm going to put in the show notes here that's on my website and that's available for free for everyone. Um, then you can be looking over your own blood tests, just getting to know yourself a little bit more. But if you do need more individualized help, please reach out. Um, this is my jam. I absolutely love looking over pathology and I love helping people understand their body more. So I'm super excited to be bringing back the Conscious Health and Life podcast for season two and looking forward to connecting with you. Have an amazing week. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Conscious Health and Life podcast. Please share this episode with your friends, subscribe to this podcast and give us a five-star review. You can also follow me on Instagram at Ellen Naturopath for more. Have an amazing day.